0: Welcome back to the When I Heard This Podcast. My name is Nate Robinson, and I'm here with Joseph Tillman. Boy, Joseph, how are you today? <laughs> well,
1: you know what? Um, as it's this moment, I'm good. We'll see how this episode goes,
0: and I'll let you know. Okay, well, however this episode is supposed to go, that's the way it's supposed to go. Says Nate. Uh, we'll see. Today we're talking about predetermination, or predestination... Or, or yeah, we're talking about final destination. <laughs> we're talking about predetermination,
1: <laughs> and there is a difference between predetermination and predestination. But we'll get into that.
0: Okay, cool. Um, just up top, go to Patreon five dollars. Click all the buttons around the things, notification bells, and subscribes, and likes, and and all that stuff. Okay, so today <laughs> we just have to start because. When I was trying to write notes to you, I just didn't know what to do because I started writing a question like, hey, does does God know everything about everything that's going to happen? And does he want everything that happens to happen? And mm-hmm. I was like, maybe he doesn't want me to write these questions. What am I supposed to write down? <laughs> and, <coughs> and so it led me down this whole rabbit hole it took me three hours to write like these 10 questions because (laughs) i just didn't know what to do so i started writing all these all these questions and i was like these is like he's gonna give one word answers to this and it's like there's gonna be no conversation and i don't know how to i don't even know what to write because at one point i was like i was like maybe i should just write a bunch of questions about elephants (laughs) And be like, this is what we're going to talk about for the predetermination episode. (laughs) Because it's been (laughs) predetermined. Because it's been predetermined. That's that's what we're going to do.
1: We're going to talk about elephants. All right.
0: So then I was... When I think about Mm predetermination is when something happens to me,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: whether it's good or bad. Mm -hmm. And I have to wonder say it's a good thing okay i have to wonder if did god want me want this good thing to happen to me mhm did satan want this good thing to happen to me okay what is their relationship to each other mhm like <laughs> yeah did did basically like is satan giving say i won the lottery okay did Satan want me to win the lottery because he knows I'm terrible with money and would end up in a worse place? Like he's he's putting all the data points of my life together and going, right. he's probably going to end up worse if we, if we manage to make this good thing happen to him. Mm-hmm. So let's do that and hope that happens. If not, we'll hit him with something else. Or did God want me to have... The lottery money, so that I could do good things for God. Mm -hmm. And so, my brain, anytime anything good happens, is well, I don't know which one it is. (laughs) And I'm exhausted after a month of trying to figure out why this happened. I don't even, I'm not even thinking about what happened, I'm thinking about why it happened. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't enjoy that. And I don't enjoy anything because I'm always trying to figure out why God wrote this into the story of time Mm -hmm. and what's the point. Okay. So if something bad happens to me, I'm thinking the exact same thing. Is God trying to teach me a lesson? Do I need to get knocked down a peg? Mm -hmm. Was I headed the wrong direction and this is him shutting the door? Right. Or did Satan just want to hurt me?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I don't have any reaction to anything bad happening to me because I'm just all, I'm already at the, why did this happen? Trying to figure it out <laughs> Okay. because I know it's on the timeline of life. So <laughs> in the notes, <laughs> in order to try to figure out, how to write this to you. Mm -hmm. I wrote some really nice things to you, Uh which I actually meant. Okay. Because I was like, let me think of the nicest thing to say. And then a really mean thing to say so that I can ask you about what you're supposed to feel when these (laughs) two things happen. Okay. Because I don't know ever how I'm supposed to feel based on what I think I know about predetermination <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> when something good or bad happens to me. Mm-hmm. So then I wrote all this nice stuff, and then I wrote all this mean stuff, just like the the nicest thing I could say, and then, you know, without going into graphic detail, the right. meanest thing I could say. <laughs> In order to right. ask you this question. Okay. So then I'm sitting there rereading through the notes, and I'm like, Man, I I really don't want to send Joseph this really mean thing to say, but I already wrote it down. (laughs) (laughs) Was I supposed to write this down? Is this like, did God lead me through all of this two and a half hours of thought process Mm -hmm. to these two statements here? And this is what we're supposed to talk about? Because I don't know how this works. (laughs) And so... That was my thought process at that point. Right. And then I was <laughs> And then I was like, well, the only way to know if God wanted me to send these things is to send it and then deal with whatever's going to happen afterwards because because that was always what was supposed to happen if I send it. Okay. <laughs> so so throughout this entire notes writing process, Mm -hmm. I was going, what did God want me to put on the paper? What did I put on the paper? Because I never know when a good thing happens or a bad thing happens if, who did it? Like, did God want this to happen or did he not want this to happen? Did God want the bad thing to happen or not to happen? So, I sent the notes and here we are. (laughs) And I got the notes. Yes. Yes. And indeed, here we are. And that's
1: why when you asked me how I was doing today, I said, yeah, I'm, I'm good for now. <laughs> right? We'll see how this thing plays out. <laughs> so where do you want to jump off from? Do you want to jump off from the question at the end that you set that we've teased out at this point? Or do you want to just start from the beginning?
0: I guess we need to start with that. Okay. But I don't want to read it. <laughs>
1: Cause it's just that horrible. It's that
0: bad. Because
1: right. No. I mean, like, all right. How about how about I just summarize it? Okay. All right. I'm going to summarize it for Nate because Nate feels he already feels so terrible with the fact he wrote it in the first place.
0: I I have felt bad all day yesterday, only to get here and you hadn't even looked at it. yet. <laughs> That's true.
1: <laughs> but I've looked at it now. Yes. Yes. So so in, in a summary version. <laughs> Nate Nate just said how much that he appreciated being able to do these conversations to talk hang out that he appreciates me as his pastor and and that it's apparent that I love Jesus and love others and uh, are having impact on people's lives. And so those that was the nice stuff, right? That was right? the nice stuff. And and so I which I really appreciate and say thank you to, okay? <laughs> now now there's the other side of the coin, right? Right. So the whole point of this exercise was that you were like, all right, well, let me say the good stuff. Right. Was that me or was that God? Right. Right. And then it was the the, the rest of it. So there was the good stuff. And then the other side of it was, by the way, I hate you. Right. <laughs> I hope you die. Right. I, I hope something horrible happens to your family. You're the absolute worst pastor ever. And... Everyone is actually worse off from ever encountering you and speaking to you at all. Okay? So it was kind of like, hey, here's all the nice things. And then hey, here's all the horrible things. And by the way, the worst thing that could ever happen to you in life, I hope it happens to you, right? That's basically what Nate's saying. And then that you know, questioning that out loud of, well, did God ask me to did God ask me to write this? Or did I write this? How do I figure this out? Is that where
0: we're at? Yes, Wait. that's where we're at. Okay. It's- because, yes, because I was i I, <laughs> I didn't know how I didn't know how to ex- like express how I was trying to ask this question. I guess mm-hmm. because I was so caught up in my own head. First off, thinking you know this is hilarious that <laughs> that I'm determining what the predetermination episode's going to be about. <laughs> but then going, am I really? And (laughs) just around in circles in my head the whole time. Right. And realizing that that's how I treat everything. So here, Joseph, here's two statements based on what you know about predetermination. What, what do you think? What happened? What did I do? Am I a jerk? Am I really nice? Uh Or is God the really nice one? And I'm the jerk. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or, you know, because I, my, my thought is, well, I wrote at this point in time, mm-hmm. this stuff was written and sent to you. Right. Meaning it was always supposed to happen because here we are. Uh-huh. <laughs> so.
1: But yeah. Okay. Did
0: you, does that make sense?
1: It, it makes sense.
0: So I don't know the answer to that question. Right.
1: Right. And, and you see again because your question really is not I sent it therefore it was supposed to happen, but I sent it. was it supposed to happen right And who determined that it did happen right right uh, or who was the, or who was the cause behind it?
0: And the reason for the nice thing and the mean thing was now that it has happened, mm-hmm. did God want both of them to happen? okay. Did God on want only the nice things to be said? Mm-hmm. Did <coughs> did I want to say the mean things? Like, I don't think so. Right. <laughs> because I was sitting there going, well, I don't want to send this. Right. But, <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> okay. So here so, we
1: are. Yeah, so here we are. All right. So, so first of all, Nate, okay. I appreciate the nice things you said. Second of all, Nate, I forgive you for the harsh things you said and yeah. and I think that in all of us there is the there there is that capacity right mm-hmm. to say things or do things that are life giving to others and to say things or do things that are life taking mm-hmm. right from others or are. Um, let's say if, if one side is building up, right. The other side is tearing down. One side is blessing. The other side is cursing. I think we all have that capacity in us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. And so, for example, James chapter three in, sorry, in verse nine says that with the tongue, we bless our Lord and father. And with it, we curse people who are made in God's likeness, blessing and cursing come out of the same mouth my brothers and sisters, these things should not be this way. Does a spring pour out sweet and bitter water from the same opening? Can a fig tree produce olives, my brothers and sisters, or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a saltwater spring yield fresh water. In other words, that James is writing to new Christians and he's saying to them, or individuals who who are Christians, and he's saying to them, "Listen, you're blessing God on one hand, and you're cursing the people that God has made in His image and His likeness on the other hand. Mm-hmm. These things should not be holding together. Like both these things should not be coming out of the same mouth. But what it does show is the capacity for that to be
0: the case. So does God? So God? It's saying that God doesn't like that." You could say both things out of the same mouth.
1: Mm-hmm, correct.
0: So, if a good thing is said out of that mouth, did God want that to happen? Mm-hmm. Was that a is that a good side effect of this bad thing that He doesn't like?
1: Okay, I what you're saying. Yeah, I think what God is I think what God's saying here in Scripture and what James is writing to to, to the believers is the fact that what I'm getting to here is ultimately it is our choice. Okay. It's our choice. If we speak a blessing toward others or toward God, it's our choice. If we curse others or curse God. Okay. Okay. Like ultimately, that ends up being our choice. So as believers with the spirit of God in us, obviously what the Lord wants is for the things that come out of our mouth to reflect his nature.
0: Okay. Well, this is, this is the point where, now I have the question. Mm-hmm. So because of where we are right now with the the blessing and the cursing uh-huh. that I sent. <laughs> right. Obviously, it happened. Sure. So it was written at the beginning of time that no. that this was going to be said. No. No? No. Okay.
1: Because what you're extrapolating is the fact that because it was sent or Mm -hmm. because you type this it's you hit send and it made it to me therefore it should have been or it was always going to be okay what i'm saying is that that's not the way this works
0: but that god is it not be because god is
1: not in so god does predetermine some things some things he's predetermined okay but not everything so, for example...
0: Well, that he, just makes
1: everything more confusing. Okay. Well, let me give you the big things he determines. Okay. All right? And then we can talk about the difference between predetermination and predestination and foreknowledge. Okay. That all three of these things are at play within God. All okay. Right? And therefore in our lives. All right. All right. So predetermination just simply means, obviously, that he has predetermined these things, X, Y, and Z, to happen, right? Okay. So, yes, God has predetermined, he predetermined that he was going to create the cosmos, the universe, that he was going to, he predetermined that he was going to create humanity, Mm -hmm. okay? And he predetermined that he was going to create humanity in his image. Okay. Now, by and so that, those are all things he predetermined, all right? Mm Mm-hmm. And so he predetermined that Jesus, the Messiah, would have to come and be a sacrifice Mm -hmm. because we hear that Jesus is the lamb who was slain from the foundations of the world. In other words, that even when God was creating and making the world, he knew, he didn't determine it, but he knew that humanity in their free will was going to choose to reject him and to rebel against him and that they were going to need a redeemer. A savior. And so he predetermined that Jesus would come, okay? And that a Messiah would have to come to save them. Now, ultimately, it's interesting, he predetermined the Messiah would come, but ultimately Jesus had to, in his free will, even as even as God, had to determine or had to choose whether he was going to actually die for us or not. Okay. Right? He had to make that decision in the garden. And so the Garden of Gethsemane—that's where he was before, right before he died. it's before he, or where he was right before he was betrayed, that led to his death. And so, and so, God has predetermined that Messiah was going to come, and God predetermined that there was going to that the Messiah was going to not just come once, but was going to come again mm-hmm. and enter in or usher in a new creation and a new earth. So God has predetermined like really big things. Okay, so he predetermined creation of man and humanity. He predetermined that he would have a people that be set apart for him. So the line of Abraham Mm. forward and the Messiah was going to come from that line. He, He did predetermine all of those things. Okay. But those are like big meta, big meta things. So in other words, they are the large over overarching movements of God involved in humanity going from creation to new creation He's involved in these really big arches in the storyline, or arcs, excuse me, in the storyline, where we're talking about is these little small detail things, right? Of, hey, I'm going to type out this email that starts off really great, and Pastor Joe's going to think that I love him, and then by (laughs) the end, he's going to be pretty sure that I hate him and everything that he holds dear. And so... And that was and so I'm gonna send it and we'll if it if it makes it to him in his inbox, God must predetermined for it to be so. All right. And and I'm gonna say no to that. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna say no to that predetermination. Okay. Okay. That God's not up there predetermining every little thing that happens.
0: All right. And and then he's also how how do we know this? How do we know? How do we know that he's only predetermining big things and not okay. everything?
1: Okay. Good question. Because when he made humanity, he made humanity in his likeness. Okay. Okay. So in Genesis chapter one, mm-hmm. okay, verses 26 through 28, it talks about God making humanity in his image and and in his likeness. And part of being made in the image of God is the fact that God is a free will being. Okay. And so, in other words, no one is exerting from the outside for God to act in a certain way. Okay. right? And because he's God. Okay. Now, he made humanity in that same likeness where there was going to be... Uh, so, just as God is a free will being, so he made humanity as a free will being. Okay. Because to do anything less... Would not they would not be made in His image one, but then two it would be just creating robots. Okay, right. So they're yeah. giving free will. Okay, and in free will they make choices and they make decisions. Okay, so the earliest you know beings Adam and Eve they make decision that ends up leading to what we call it we call the fall of humanity. What we mean by that is they. Sinned, or in other words, they did something that was not the will of God. Mm -hmm. Okay. They went against and they went specifically against God's direction, specifically against his command. They went against that. So, rejected his command, rejected his authority in their lives, rebelled against him. And in so doing, they it brought a sense of it brought a disconnect between their relationship with God, their relationship with each other, and their relationship with all of creation, as well as the relationship with self. And so from that moment on, humanity has looked like, has reflected Adam and Eve. So Genesis 5 speaks about now how humanity is made in this image of Adam and Eve. They have that likeness of Adam and Eve, which means that there's the capacity within them to have the spirit of God and the to be awakened mm. spiritually, but they're born dead in sin and they're born apart from God. Okay, and and so there so there's no relationship with God that's present there, and so because of that, individuals now grow up and they're already in this sin nature, this bent away from God, and so they commit acts that are against the will of God. Okay. Because now their nature is telling them that they feel inclined. I'll put it that way. They feel inclined to do that which is wrong. Okay. All right. And so, and I'm not saying everyone acts on every inclination to do wrong, right? But that bent, that inclination is there. It's their choice if they do that or not, okay? There is still the Spirit of God that is at work in every individual's lives, that is attempting to draw them, woo them to the Father, to lead them back to God, and so, but it's, so there's, there's that Spirit of God operating, there's the grace of God operating, but it's our choice if we cooperate with that grace or not. And and so there's a lot of actions that take place that are birthed not out of God's predetermination, but birthed out of the free will of individuals.
0: So when a, what most would consider bad thing happens to me, mm-hmm. or is said to me, or mm-hmm. is done to me, what should my reaction to that be? Should I think it was God who... Mm-hmm overarchingly big time determined <laughs> at the beginning of time that this happened mm-hmm. or should i think that it's somebody who's just a jerk <laughs>
1: I, I think the way we we define that which is a bad thing matters okay okay because i think that it depends on what that quote unquote bad thing is and every individual sees things differently, and will determine that which is bad based upon their own, you know, moral compass or their own perspective, right? So if someone is a jerk to me, okay, so like when Nate, when you sent me this email and you were a <laughs> jerk to me, right? <laughs> Going back to this example, yes. I took that as, okay, Nate chose to be a jerk to me. I didn't see that as God's just, you know, determined for Nate to be a jerk to me right? Okay. Like So that was not a... I don't feel like that's a big or, you know, determining thing. That was, by God, it was just, Nate wrote this, right? And also, I know Nate. I know you. And so none of that surprised me, actually. <laughs> because it was like, you know, I mean, a lot of what you do is like, let's get a reaction out of somebody, right? And so... Well, that was...
0: Yeah, but that yeah. was kind of like the point. Uh-huh. Like, I want to know... Y- that that was the whole point, right? Like I wanted to know your reaction because I don't know how to react. Okay. When something like that happens, yeah, because so, I don't know if God did it or gotcha. if the person's free willing doing it to me.
1: That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. So if something like this, someone mm-hmm. someone says to me like this, like okay, that's that's uh, I'm gonna receive that as someone just being a jerk. Okay. Okay. Now, sometimes. This is why I say the definition of bad matters, because sometimes people will say things to us to for that are hard to hear, that are corrective in nature, mm-hmm. but that are still for our benefit. Like what I said. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Like there is nothing that was... That was corrective in that, in that right? That was just like, here, let me just spew hate on Joe real quick, and let's see what happens. And so I think that what we have to say is, no, that's not, like, there are times when people say hard things to us that are truthful, and we have to receive that, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm still not saying that that's like God predetermining it, okay, but it doesn't necessarily make it "quote unquote" bad either. And I think that's where the definition of bad matters to some degree. All right, let's take the let's take sickness. Oh, okay. Or go, or go
0: ahead. So everyone always says that this is God working in your life, mm-hmm. which makes it sound like God is doing these things. Okay, does that make sense? Sure. Like, because people at church say that all the time? This mm-hmm. is God. You know, God. God's really doing something mm-hmm. you should be paying attention and <laughs> and I'm like what to everything yeah because I don't know the, like that's what I've been pumped into my head my whole life gotcha so I'm I'm trained to see God doing things intentionally in everything that happens okay. because of stuff people have said so when you're saying God only puts Himself into big situations. That's not. That's not what I've been told my whole life.
1: Okay. All right. So, God predetermines in the in the big stuff, right? Right. That's what I've said. God predetermines in the big meta story mm-hmm. arcs. Okay. And where He's driving history towards somewhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. And or driving time some towards somewhere. All right. But is God? I don't want to come across those saying that God's not involved.
0: Okay. In the affairs of
1: man, in the details of man.
0: But he knows that he's going to be involved in that at some point, or Mm -hmm. does he... He knows. Mm -hmm. And so he knew he was going to be acting this way from the beginning of time, right?
1: Yeah, he knows, yes.
0: So if I'm looking at a situation, I don't know if... God's working in that situation or not.
1: Okay. I see what you're saying.
0: Just like this example. Right. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. So, okay. All right. Let me define a couple of terms okay. and then come back to that, because I think we can clear up some of this. All right. So predetermination is one thing. God predetermines. Okay. Right. God also has... So God has predetermined some of these things. He has also predestined things. Okay. okay. By predestined, I mean they're they're in like they're they're in His will. Okay, mm-hmm. they're in His desires. All right, and so He has predestined. For example, Ephesians two talks about God has predestined good works for us,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it does not mean that we're going to step into those works automatically. In other words, God has predestined it, but what it means is is that He has created this as a is as, as a plan for our life, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, whether we walk in that plan or not, that's completely, you know, that's on us cooperating with his with God's spirit or not.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, there's the predetermining thing; like He predetermines, and those things are set, right? Like, okay. like He determined, like, okay, that you know, Nate, you were going to be born at this time, mm-hmm. right, in this place to this family, mm-hmm. okay now so there's predetermined actions predestined is just the fact that God can see yes from eternity past can and and he he knows hey Nate's gonna be born at this place at this time to these and here is a plan that I am writing a story I am creating for Nate mm-hmm. that would be
0: perfect will of God right for Nate that was a question I want to ask you from last time is, mm-hmm. Was all our perfect will of God storylines written before Adam and Eve or after Adam and Eve? Okay. Like, am I incapable of reaching the perfect will of God since I don't live in the same conditions as when the no, perfect yeah. will was written? Yeah, no, because, same way with the
1: Messiah coming. Okay. Right? So the Messiah was established, the, Messiah, the need for Messiah was established before the foundations of the earth messiah coming to rescue his people was determined predetermined from the you know or foreknown from the foundations of the earth okay and so therefore god kn- knew that and so made new fall of humanity and so made a plan for the messiah with that in mind okay so same thing for Nate or for myself like god is creating uh, he has a pre you know destined will for my life that takes into account the fact mm. that we're born into fallen nature, okay? Okay. And so, but just because it's been predestined doesn't mean that it's predetermined. In other words, it does not mean that it has to happen. Okay. And, and so, I think where a lot of this gets kind of confusing is because of God's foreknowledge. Right. Right? Because he already knows... He he knows everything. And so because of his foreknowledge, we just assume that, well, these things must be predetermined then.
0: Right. But the problem is, if he knows what's going to happen mm-hmm. and has the power to make it better and doesn't, then doesn't that mean that he wants some bad things to happen? Okay. I No. Okay. <laughs> because, again, he you know
1: this is and this is where and I and I understand the question right right like I get it like horrific things horrible things have happened to people mm-hmm. okay and one of the things is to go well God you could have done something about this
0: right so because why didn't you saying her million times growing up was the the all things work together for good for those who love the Lord mm-hmm. if if God knows everything that's going to happen, has the power to make the bad things not happen, but is working toward a, hey, I'm going to jumble all this good stuff, bad stuff together to get you to a point where I want you to, mm-hmm. predestination. Then obviously he wanted some of those bad things to happen so that I would be here now.
1: Yeah. Right. Well, okay. So so let's back that up. All right. It's like, right, in a... And obviously, and and there's a reason that God has a new creation coming, right? Right. Because he knows this is not the best world for us. Right. Because we do, we're in this, you know, what we call the the time in between the times, Mm -hmm. where on one hand, there's death and there's sickness and there's cursing, right? There's Mm -hmm. curse, like all of sin, those things exist in our world and simultaneously through the kingdom of God breaking in via the Holy Spirit, we have healing and we have salvation and we have a life that's eternal with God and we have blessing. And so, but they're all, but you're right in the sense that we live in a world that it's a mixed bag of both. Right. And that's a true statement. That's the world that we live in right now. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. And so. That's why I sent you a mixed bag of both. Right. Right, Literally. Yeah. Because I don't know how to deal with this.
1: Yeah. It could be. <laughs> yeah. I guess what I'm saying is, is that I, I think we have to realize that, okay, so God in his, God is a, because of who God is and a free will being who's loving and who's honoring, there is the reality that he is allowing us to act as free will agents or free or free will beings on this earth, mm-hmm. so he is not invoking himself into every single situation to change it to stop it, because to do so, if he was always intervening in everything,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right, then no longer would we would we experience the 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 we wouldn't be free will beings anymore. If he was. If he was constantly stopping everything, if he was constantly intervening in everything, okay, then he's shutting down free will, right? Okay, and he can't do that. Okay, as much as he would want to do that, and that's see, here's the thing: is we gotta get this, and I understand where people are coming from. Like when they have really horrible things happen, and they say, "Well, God, you could have stopped that, right?" I mean, you could have stopped that,
0: but but you're saying he really couldn't because he made everybody in his image and there's free will and that was just what happened to you correct
1: as 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 crappy as it may have been right, right. as okay.
0: horrible
1: and so you referenced a verse earlier and i know this is like this is one of those cliche verses that gets used like oh well god just works all things you know together for the good of those who love him right and it's like one of those cliche verses where it's like you experience loss like tragedy Right. right. I mean, I, I, no lie, I was at a funeral of a young lady who had her life ended tragically way too early. And, and, you know, you've got people coming up to the mom, going, but, you know, God will work all things together for good. Right. I mean, right. if that mom had just turned around and slapped those people, like, I wouldn't have blamed her. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. And so and I'm like, okay so this, that's why that verse can get a bad rap because it's used just in horrible situ- like in horrible situations timing wise where people just can't hear it right mm-hmm. but the reality of it is that God can use and can redeem every situation of our lives okay okay so for example right I know someone who experienced sexual abuse and trauma Mm -hmm. as a as a as a teenager okay Mm -hmm. and now that individual knows the lord is walking with the lord and their hurt from their experience Mm -hmm. right from their trauma has that god has healed that individual and has positioned them in a place where now they are they are fighting for those that are caught in human and sex trafficking, mm-hmm. and also using that individual to bring healing and restoration to individuals who've gone through similar things.
0: So God must have wanted that to happen. No. So that no,
1: no, 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 no. this individual
0: no, no, no. could do all these good things for him later. Like, nope,
1: nope, nope. That's not what I said at all. <laughs> not what I said that, at I all. I know
0: that's not what you said, but that's right.
1: what I... But that's what you hear. Heard, right, right, right. Yeah, no, That I'm not saying God wanted it. Right. But what I'm saying, because God doesn't want his people to be harmed, right? Right. He doesn't want anyone to, to be... Like, he does not want his creation to be to be violated or harmed, Right? That's not God's desire for his creation. He only does he only wants that which is good for his creation. But what I'm saying is, God can take the worst of situations and moments and can bring healing to those individuals that go through that and allow them to use their use that horrible situation in their lives to be redemptive for not only them but for others. Okay. And and so did God want like this individual, did God want this individual to experience sexual abuse? No, that's not God's heart for that person, right? Because if that's God's heart for that person, then that's not the God I want to follow. Right. If that's God's if that's God's well, nature. Right, then like that's, <laughs> that's not what I want to be a part of, right? That's not but that's not our God. And I understand the 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 contentious point of but why didn't he just stop it?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right, I, 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 I get that. I wholeheartedly get that.
0: Because he could have stopped everyone's sexual abuse, and then there'd be no need for those people to use that trauma to right
1: to help others. Help right.
0: others if no one, if it was happening to no one. Right,
1: right. And yet, if he did that, he'd be violating free will of people. Okay. Because, and and this is where we, this is where it's just really, I think this is the hard part is we, we want to think that most people, I think we want to think this, is that most people are just inherently good. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think that's the case. Well, no. And there's a reason there's so much evil in this world, right? Mm-hmm. There's a reason so much evil happens and so many evil acts happen, and and so because people just are are they go through this progression, they eventually just turned over to their complete, just you know, I think people get turned over to actually what's really there in their own hearts, like the like the lust of their own hearts, the wants of their own hearts, and sometimes the wants of people's own hearts are not good. Mm-hmm. Like they are true evil. And and so when when people are turned over into those places, they're going to commit acts of evil. Mm-hmm. Right. And and so and and it and it breaks my heart, it breaks God's heart, it breaks pretty much everyone else's heart that has a heart, it feels like. Like we can look around and go, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. But yet <laughs> we see free will happening and creating a mess in our own world. Right. And there is a reason that Jesus is going to have to come back to, 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 to end all that's happening in this Mm -hmm. world and bring in and usher in a new creation because he knows this world like this, like, like this world isn't getting any better, right? Like it's just going to be progressively worse. And Ultimately the Lord comes in, here comes the coming Messiah, and he brings judgment, and we start over, right? New creation, new earth, we start over. And and God starts over, if you put it that way, with with humanity on this earth. And so I I, I get all of the things. And so but I think what we have to, to be able to make the separation point from is God didn't determine these acts. Okay. He didn't determine it he, he did know in his foreknowledge,
0: okay? But he couldn't do anything to stop it because he gave us free will and he has to give us that.
1: Mm-hmm. He has to.
0: Okay. So something happens to me. Uh-huh. I get sent a really nice text. Right. How am I supposed to feel about that? Oh wow! Thank Some, you. Thank something you. good happens to me, right? How am I supposed to feel about that, right? So, for example, when you wrote these
1: really kind words to me, Nate, yeah, right, all right, I know, and so I was like really moved by that, right? I almost cried, and uh, and so, but no, for real, like I look at, it and I'm like, man, I really, I really appreciate that. That that means a lot to me. That's 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 you reflecting the nature of God. That's what you think I did when I wrote that. Uh huh. And now listen, I'm not saying God determined for you to write all these, right? Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is when you wrote that and that that's reflective of the nature of God that loves, cares, is kind, it is gentle, right that's that is that's God in that's God's nature in you. Okay. So here's what I'm saying is we act out of both natures, okay the spirit of god in us right if we're born again believers spirit of god in us doing a work in our lives the the spirit of god will move through us and we will do things that are generous and that are kind that are loving that are you know bring peace and bring joy because that's life giving that's that's spirit giving that's mm-hmm. that's god okay and there's this part in us, even born again believers. Even though we've been born again, we're new creations. You know, uh, the original sin nature. You know, the the power of that has been dealt with. The reality is, we're not perfectly like God. So we still mm-hmm. do things that are not aligned with God's nature. Mm-hmm. And and I'll and say this too, for it doesn't mean that just people who are born again can do things that are reflective of God, right? I mean, every one of us has a bit of that nature of God in us, the image of God in us. Mm -hmm. And so every one of us have the capacity to do good, right? I know people that that do not know Jesus, right? May not even care about knowing Jesus, may think the whole thing's a fraud, Mm -hmm. and yet still could be some of the most generous people that I've met, Mm -hmm. kind people that I've met, And it's because they still have a nature of God in them. Okay. Yeah. And so, but, that's what I'm saying is, but there's also the depraved part of people. Mm -hmm. And they can act out of that depravity
0: and do depraved things. So it was my free will to write both statements. Yes. Okay. So when you're thinking about the nice things mm-hmm. did, like, completely separate the two. Okay. So when you're thinking about the nice things, did God want that to happen?
1: Would Does God want people to affirm one another, edify one another, build each other up? Yes.
0: So what you're saying is God God wants people to use their free will to be like him towards other people. Yes, wholeheartedly. That's what you're saying. Because yes. And that's how I should think about every time something good happens to me or something like according to my understanding mm-hmm. of what God has said and mm-hmm. wants for life, so I should take the win when sure. someone else uses their godness <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> the, the God-likeness, their yeah. god likeness. Their god likeness to to build me up in some way.
1: Sure. Absolutely.
0: Okay. Because absolutely. what I'm telling you is I'm always skeptical of that regardless. Gotcha. Because I don't know what the motive is behind it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, like like I all the things I said before, I don't know if Satan is using this this fake likeness <laughs> of God and uh-huh. these random words through somebody to push up my ego and you know think something think good about myself so my guards down so he can jab me in the in the side the other way right that's the kind of thing i think about and i don't know where to go from there
1: yeah so i think so for example like i remember i was my early 20s -hmm. and i just preached on a saturday night and i had this guy come up to me and he was like oh my gosh." You're incredible. Like you're 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 as good of a preacher as da da dot, dot, Right? Mm-hmm. Started naming off these really good preachers, and I'm and I'm like, yeah, right. Like mm-hmm. you're just like yeah, all right. That's man, I'm the man. And like and that can take you into a point of pride, right? right? Now, someone older, like as as someone, you know, so that was 20 years ago. So now, 20 years later, if I have and I've had people come up to me and say similar kind of things, I take a completely different low. Okay. Like I understand what they're trying to say is, because I think what they're trying to say is, man, God really spoke through you. That really impacted my life. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And I take it as that. And I don't use it as a comparison point to other people or to think my gifting is that great or my talent is that great. Right? I just mm-hmm. say, uh, what I'm really thankful for is that God spoke to them, that okay. God impacted their life. And I leave it at that. Okay. And, but I'm, but I'm also thankful for when people can affirm my call or affirm my gifting. Yeah. That's, I think those are things that are beneficial to every single one of us. Right. I mean, actually, when, when, when Paul is describing the definition of prophecy, this is kind of what he uses. And okay. so, when, so when, when by prophecy, just meaning, you know, speaking, to others, kind of God's words, and so you know, in in First Corinthians chapter fourteen, verse three, he says, "The person who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, their encouragement, and their consolation or their comfort." And I, I think that that's that's what prophecy is doing. It's strengthening us. It's encouraging us. It's comforting us. Mm-hmm okay? That's that speaking life, right? Like that's, you know, we have the power of life and death in our tongue, right? And that's that speaking of life. That's building one another up. I mean, the whole purpose of the spiritual gifts, according to 1 Corinthians 12, is for us to edify one another, to build up one another. Mm -hmm. So I do think God wants people to be built up. Now, I do think there's a difference between that and like cheap flattery, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so... But when someone's encouraging me, someone's you know, and I and I know, I just take that and I say thank you, right? Um, and and I try not to let it go to my head, right? You know, and so you don't let it go past that. I try not to. Okay. Right. Like because
0: it, I, yeah. I'm what I'm telling you. Yeah. Is I do that with everything all the time. Okay. It all goes to my head, just gotcha. like I'm. I'm saying this. Because of all these things I got running around, and I don't know what to do about it.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: Like, doesn't matter if it was the nicest thing uh-huh. or the meanest thing, same things run through my brain.
1: And that is what?
0: Did God want that to happen for some big planned I, reason? Did yeah. Did Satan want that to happen for his planned reason? I gotcha. So I take it at face. I just take
1: it for what it is. Okay. And I just say, thank you, God, for encouraging me in my call, my gifting,
0: right? Mm-hmm.
1: And move on.
0: And you do that because why?
1: Because I believe that's the way the Lord would want us to receive it. In other words, like, so and I think also all right, my identity is my my identity is just in Christ, mm-hmm. right? And so my ultimate identity is in him, my ultimate affirmation comes from him, mm-hmm. my ultimate acceptance comes from him, my ultimate correction comes from him. Mm -hmm. Okay. Conviction comes from him. So God is working on my life, both in the affirmative positive side and in the corrective side constantly. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when someone comes up and says, Hey, that was, you know, thank you for that. That really blessed me. That was really impactful that I can say, God, thank you for affirming me in my call. And I I can kind of just move on from that, right? Try not to let it go to my head. And and, and just really kind of rest in that because I know ultimately that's just affirming what God has already established in me. Like I'm clear on my identity. I'm clear on my calling and my giftedness. And because I am, I can take someone else saying things to me and go, oh yeah, thank you for that. That just affirms me in what the calling and gifting that I know I have. Okay. And because I'm not, and maybe this is the season of my life I'm in, but it, you know, my early forties or, you know, mid, getting to mid forties, like I'm not trying to, to be something I'm not. I'm, I'm pretty clear on who I am mm-hmm. and I'm pretty clear on my call and I'm pretty clear on the path God has for me. And so therefore, and I'm not trying to say I got it all figured out. I'm not trying to come across that way. I'm just saying that because of that, it's not, I can take the people, the things they say, and go, thank you. But if someone comes up to me and goes, man, that was trash. That was terrible. You're the worst. You're the whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was a bad sermon. Okay. Like we all have those, right? Where it's just like, okay, that was terrible, right? I mean, there's been times I've gotten in the car, and my wife looked at me and goes, what was that, right? I mean, like, like that, that happens. Okay. But it doesn't negate my call and it doesn't negate my gifting, right? Okay. And so um, I'm able to, you know, take that for what it is. And I don't have to look at it and go, man, well, was that person, was that God, you know, kind of coming at me hard? Or was that Satan trying to tear me down? And maybe, and maybe it was, you know, an attempt by the enemy to use words from people to get me to question or doubt myself. Right. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time I have to go, okay, but no, but I know who I am. Like, Get the time of the Lord. All right, I'm settled. I'm good. And
0: so you don't think about it, anything past that? Not much. All right.
1: Because. But, but I used to. Okay. I used to. So maybe I'm putting also. let me, take myself back. Okay. Right into my late 20s, early 30s, where I wasn't probably as comfortable in my own call and my own skin and my own identity. And things were taken a bit more to heart.
0: To heart. and And, and I guess. If someone said something mean to you in your 20s Mm -hmm. when you were just started preaching, oh, sure. You would be thinking, is this even right for me? Is God trying to push me into another direction? Sure. If this keeps happening, maybe this isn't my calling. Sure. Right. Okay.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah. So I do think it's a difference of where I'm
0: right. Because. Okay. Well, that actually helps.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, I've been in full time vocational ministry, you know, since I was 21. Yeah, so I've been over twenty years in this game. Yeah, and I'm calling a game. It's not a game, but you know, I've over twenty one years in doing vocational ministry. Like I'm pretty comfortable in my in and what I'm doing, mm-hmm. right? And in my giftedness, and my calling, and, and yet I'm always trying to learn. I think I'm. I think I'm actually much more receptive to learning now than I was in my twenties too. Mm-hmm. But I'm. But I'm doing that in a place that's much more secure. Than where I was in my 20s, where I was probably a little more insecure, okay, in my identity and my calling. So, therefore, when people said things that were harsh, it came across a lot more harsh to me. And it can get you to question things Am I doing the right thing? I'm in the right place, am I, you know, and okay. so, um, and but I do think we still have to distinguish did God like determine that? Was that God or was that just Satan? And what I say is, man, that was that's people, right. Okay. Now that's people reacting. Now Satan, maybe like <laughs> Satan's man. He's a crafty guy, um, you know. <laughs> and so, like, I, I'm not saying that he doesn't that that he doesn't drop thoughts in people's minds. Okay. And then they react out of it. Okay. Right? I, and I've had it's wild, man. Like sometimes I'm like, okay. Like I had one time someone come up to me and go, I can't believe you said dot dot dot, and I'm like. Did I say that? Like, there's no way I said that. Like, no, you said it. I can't believe you did. And I'm like, there is no way I, I I'm I'm thinking like, I'm like, did I actually say that out loud? Like, did I say that from the pulpit? Are you kidding me? <laughs> and like, and thankfully we recorded everything. And so I was able to go back, listen to the audio of it, and it was never, it was not there at all. Okay. Gave it to the same person I was like, hey, I need you to listen to this, because somehow you you interpreted something I said, or you misunderstood
0: something I said. Did you even have a notion of what you said that they thought they could have heard? No, I don't. I didn't know where they pulled it from. Okay,
1: but somewhere in their mind, they were already probably thinking about something, dealing with something, mm-hmm. whatever, and, and I must have said like one word that you know made a connection point mm-hmm. for them, and so they just assumed that's where I went, and so when they listened to it, they're like. I don't know what happened. Like, I I thought I heard you say that. I'm like, I don't know, dude. You know, and I think one of the big things is knowing that there's these, that the enemy, I believe can cause us to misunderstand things, to misconstrue things, to misinterpret things. And then we'll react on that. Give someone pretty negative criticism because of it. Mm. And it may not have ever been warranted. Um, And then there's other times where like I was speaking, I was, you know, guest speaker at a church somewhere, and this was, I don't know, not maybe five, six years ago. And uh the retired pastor came up to me after the service and said, Hey, um Joe, if you could cut out your filler words, your sermons would be a whole lot smoother and more streamlined. Mm-hmm. And so here's some examples of some filler words you use. Why don't you go back and listen to the audio? But I think if you could clear out those filler words, you would you would find your sermons more streamlined and shorter. It would be a bit more beneficial.
0: Well, I edit these podcasts, and that was some really good advice. <laughs> <laughs> True, I'm still working on it, and so
1: you know. But I think that's one of the things that you know. So, like, but I didn't take that as negative. Like, mm. I took that as okay. I probably need to look at this, right? And mm-hmm. um, and I think that we have to be able to to to. I think well, I think, when we know the nature of God, we know the character of God. We know He wants. I, he, we know He wants the best for us. That we're able to sit down and determine when people say certain things or do certain things. Is that the Lord? Is that not the Lord? Is that the Lord's heart for me? Is that not the Lord's heart for me? And you know, I think some of the more difficult things to understand is. When things, and more than just like when people say things to us, it's just how do we discern events in our lives, right? And go, was that God or not God? Mm-hmm. And th- sometimes it takes a long time to figure that stuff out. To be honest with you, you know, like when you make a decision, you go for it, and it may be years before you really know. Did I make the right call on this?
0: My my thought from when you were talking is that. Instead of me looking for God or Satan out there, the first thing I should be doing is looking for God in the Bible.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. What do you? Okay, but what do you mean by that?
0: Like because you said that you got, you said that you got deeper into your calling or whatever, mm-hmm. and so stuff doesn't mean anything to you anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I should be. I should be looking into in, I should be trying to know God more, Mm -hmm. so that it doesn't take as much of my brain to figure out if something was Him or not Him out there. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean.
1: Yeah, that's a good way of phrasing it.
0: Okay, well, this has been the one I heard this podcast. Um, I can't believe we're not done talking about this (laughs) because we're gonna have to talk about this again.
1: Predetermined.
0: Who would have (laughs) knew? (laughs) Who could have known? The Lord. Oh, yeah. You're right. (laughs) I can't believe we... Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you can find the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Rubble. You can follow episodes on the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at When I Heard This Podcast. Go to Patreon, $5. Click all the buttons around the things. Knock down thumb. Click the notification bell and the subscribe button and the up like vote button and the download button. Yeah, the download button. Joseph's nodding his head. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Nate Robinsoff. And you can follow Joseph on Instagram at RevJoT. This has been the one who heard this podcast, and we will see you guys next time. Bye. Oh, hallelujah <laughs> indeed